and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't already listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinion on the things we like or dislike from all the going-ons in professional wrestling from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, Rampage as well as pay-per-views and some indie shows as well, as well as talking about the latest news headlines during the rounds. Uh, So we haven't been able to put out any podcasts over the weekend, or in fact, since last Wednesday, the last one we did was the NXT review. Uh, So I'm going to go and do a broad look at everything that has happened since then and uh what a load of great wrestling we've had uh we've had two aw shows a smackdown an impact pay-per-view a two-night gcw pay-per-view and so much more you know including shows from like new japan all japan AAA, progress and so much more um I'd love it if you let us know what you have managed to watch over the weekend. Or maybe you were able to get to a show. Uh, Let us know. Recommend some matches you've seen um, that we should all see as well. My recommendation of the weekend would be a match from GCW Homecoming Night 1 I'm going to go to. Which for me was the uh, better night of the two. And if you think GCW is just a deathmatch company and you're not really into that style, uh, let me tell you, GCW is way more than that now. Uh, you get every single style on there. Yes, you get the deathmatches. Um, but the match that I recommend everyone go and see is a match between two teenagers. And it is Nick Wayne versus Starboy Charlie. Uh, I think Nick Wayne is 17 and Starboy uh, Starboy Charlie is 18. And my God, is the future of professional wrestling in great hands with these two. Um, Not everything was 100% perfect, which you would expect from uh, people of that age. Uh, But it was pretty close to it. Um, It was technical at times, it was high-flying at times, but always exciting. Uh, Nick Wayne's selling was as good as any 10-year vet. Um, And I think when both of these kids explode on the big time, it is going to be great. Nick Wayne has been um, signed by All Elite Wrestling, of course. So hopefully within the next few years we do see him on TV a lot more. And talking of All Elite Wrestling, let's now go to last Wednesday. Uh, We had Dynamite. And I have to be completely honest, it was a pretty up and down show for me. It started brilliantly with the coffin match between Darby Allin and Brody King. 
this was as brutal as you would want it to be. Um, it's a good job these two are good friends because Jesus Christ, they beat the crap out of each other. Uh, Darby split Brody's head open with a skateboard covered in thumbtacks early on. Uh, Brody was tossing Darby around like he was nothing. House of Black got themselves involved, but uh, Sting was lying in wait in the coffin at ringside. This whole rivalry has been great, I think, and probably the best work that House of Black have done in AEW. And it seems to be all trending towards an eventual trios match or something like that, with probably Miro joining Darby and Sting after seeing his promo a bit later on. Um, the finish of this match was great as well. Darby sort of mirroring the uh, Brody King choking him out on the apron in that rumble on Rampage a few weeks ago by choking Brody out with his chain and sort of Brody King just fell lifeless straight into the coffin to win the match a really great start to the show but there were moments that weren't as good for me um and i've got to be honest there's been too many segments like that lately on AEW television but mainly the the sort of bad things did happen in backstage segments like the bad acting of the Young Bucks and uh, Hangman Page and that um, sort of tease of the trios match thing that we got. Also the bad interview segment from Thunderstorm. I don't know what that was all about. But Dynamite did end on a great note though. Uh, with the AW Interim World Championship match between Lionheart Chris Jericho against John Moxley, and this was just a fantastic main event. If someone would have told me sort of nine months to a year ago that Chris Jericho would have been in a main event on Dynamite fighting for the world title, and the crowd would be chanting "Fight Forever" and "This Is Awesome." I'd have just probably laughed at you at that point. But that's what happened here. Uh, the transformation that we've seen in Jericho this year has been nothing short of incredible, in my opinion. And he continues to show why he's in every conversation that surrounds the best all-round pro wrestlers of all time. He just... He had a few months last year where... It almost felt like his time was coming to an end, but how wrong were we? Um, he's been involved in some great matches this year, the likes of Eddie Kingston, that Anarchy in the Arena match was mental, and now this one as well against probably certainly my wrestler of the year so far, I would have thought, in John Moxley. <clears throat> Both guys were just so good in this. Yes, Moxley was bleeding again, but I'm not one of those that really minds that. Um, I do think he's he is sort of bordering on doing it a little too much, but probably because I love the guy, I think I'd give him a pass. Um, 
yeah, their chemistry together is just unbelievable. Moxley did eventually win the match, but the excitement didn't end there because after the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club, along with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, got into it, the current and real, I guess we call him, AEW World Champion CM Punk made his return. He came out, cleared the ring, and there was a great little brief face-to-face before Mox flipped him, flipped him off and left celebrating with uh, Claudio on the ramp. Um, it's fantastic to see Punk back and looking healthy, looking great. And I cannot wait for CM Punk vs. John Moxley to go down, presumably at All Out in Chicago. It makes me wonder what sort of reaction Moxley may get there, obviously in Punk's hometown. I'd like to think that the fans will be red hot for this one. I certainly am. But for the show overall, it's probably a 7 out of 10 for me, which doesn't mean it was a bad show necessarily just didn't quite live up to the very very best uh, Dynamites which at times have been 10 out of 10 but it did have a match of the year candidate in that main event unfortunately though that wasn't the case for Rampage on Friday night and I have to admit when I saw Excalibur run down the card on Wednesday night I was not expecting much. Um, That's really how it went. Highlight of the night, though, was the opening segment that saw Brian Danielson come to the ring. And he talks about how he will never willingly retire from professional wrestling because he loves it too much. Um, Daniel Garcia came out, called Brian his hero. they're going to have this 2 out of 3 fours match on Dynamite. Um, Daniel Garcia is calling himself the Dragon Slayer, which is pretty cool, I thought. And the 2 out of 3 fours match is going to be incredible. Uh, it's sort of a fight to see who the best technical wrestler is, I guess, in AEW. <coughs> and... Uh, Brian Danielson was again incredible here in his promo Um, if you weren't already behind him surely you are now I don't see why you wouldn't have been in the first place but great from him but the truth of it is nothing else came close to this high for the rest of the show Um, we had other backstage segments as well in it where Andrade and Roosh sort of had a business meeting with Private Party and Butcher and the Blade, and I, I completely forgot that the Andrade family office was still a thing. I thought I was done with. Uh, that annoyed me a little bit. We did have um Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello defending their AAA mixed tag team championship against Dante Martin and Sky Blue. Uh I don't like 
mixed tag matches at all, to be honest. And I wish they'd just do intergender matches. I get that this was a AAA thing and not an AEW. Um, but they, they sort of did okay. I thought the two women were the, you know, were better than the men in this, to be honest. Uh, Parker Boudreaux then squashed Sonny Kiss, which was depressing because Sonny Kiss is great. Uh, if you've ever seen him on the indies, you would know that uh deserves so much better. But I guess it did tie into what happened later on in the show. Uh, we had Gun Club taking on Danhausen and Eric Redbeard. And again, this was okay, but that's about it. Um, Eric Redbeard did look decent in what he was doing. Uh, Gun Club had got a great future as well. As for Danhausen, though, it's a really weird one for me. Because I really like the guy. Um, I think I find him really entertaining. The fans love him as well. But the truth, of the, the truth of the matter is, he's just not that good in the ring. In my opinion, anyway. Some people might enjoy his work. I don't. Sorry. <clears throat> I would love to see the Gun Club joining forces with Stokely Hathaway, which is tease here as well I think that would be so entertaining so look out for that um, Hook was on the show he said one word and then got challenged to a title match by Zach Clayton now I don't want to be that guy because I've moaned about people saying that they don't know who somebody is when somebody shows up on on Dynamite or Rampage but I have no idea who Zach Clayton is. Um, and I don't think they did a very good job of explaining it either. Now it may just be because I'm not American. I'm over here. so I'm, Maybe he's big on TV in the States. I, I really don't know. Um, is he? I guess he's a wrestler. <laughs> if he's getting a title shot. It's not just a... Logan Paul thing I I don't know <laughs> I don't know who he is uh, and in the main event Ari Davari he lost to Orange Cassidy and again I wasn't that impressed by this uh, I feel like AEW are close to messing things up with Orange Cassidy which isn't great for them uh, Cassidy had been on quite a bit of a role lately and he just gets put into things like this way too much. Um, but at the end of the match, we did get the Sunny Kiss heel turn as he lined with the Trustbusters. Uh, we'll see where they go from here, but I have a horrible feeling they m will mainly be on dark or dark elevation. Look, I'm all for giving everyone a chance on the main shows. Um... You know, sometimes you get somebody breaking out, but there is just simply too many wrestlers um, getting their chance ahead of many ready-made stars for me. I think the relaunch of Ring of Honor TV show 
can't come quick enough in my opinion so there's a place for people like this um to go and get tv exposure yeah i don't want that to sound like um disrespect or anything like that it's just there are others on the roster that deserve a chance in my opinion and this rampage didn't work at all for me uh there were worries and rumblings of rampage becoming a b-show when it was launched tony khan himself said that that was not going to be the case but quite honestly this felt worse than a b-show for me really disappointing but on friday night we did also have uh wwe smackdown and we had yet more surprises from this uh triple h led regime this time we got the return of hit row uh minus swerve of course who's over in AEW, and they look really great um It seems that Triple H is desperate to right the wrongs of NXT call-ups under Vince McMahon, uh, another act that nobody could understand why they were let go in the first place, just like Dakota Kai and Karrion Cross, And they're getting their chance at redemption, as well as uh, Dexter Loomis, it seems, of course. Um, Smackdown was another Triple H-led show that I came away from saying that you know, that was a pretty good show. And such a nice feeling to be able to say good things about WWE again. And just shows that Vince McMahon had pretty much lost touch, as everyone sort of said anyway. Hopefully this feeling does continue, because there's nothing better than coming away from a wrestling show happy and wanting to see more. And that was the feeling I had after the main event on SmackDown, which was the Intercontinental Championship match between champion Gunther and challenger Shinsuke Nakamura. And this was simply a great hard-hitting match. And you kind of get the sense that Triple H has lit a fire under both men, sort of reminding them just how good they are, especially Shinsuke, who I can see a big difference in in the last couple of weeks. I'm also loving the fact that WWE are trying to restore the prestige of both the Intercontinental and United States Championships. Um, Again, something Vince McMahon completely ruined for no reason at all, seemingly. I don't understand why he did this. Um... And there seems to be a a bit of a reset in a lot of characters in WWE. Uh, And you saw it play out on SmackDown again. With not just these two guys in the main event, but also Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Who seem to be reverting to their more natural ass-kicker personas. Which is exactly where they both should be. There's also something brewing between the Bloodline and Sami Zayn. And if we're going to get babyface Sami Zayn coming out of it. I'm here for that. I think that's going to be incredible. So, yeah, good times are here again for the WWE and for wrestling as a whole, really. Um, And before I wrap it up, I must just mention Impact Wrestling's Emergence pay-per-view, 
which again was great i think a lot of people have been sleeping on impact but for the main event alone i recommend that you go and watch this pay-per-view because josh alexander retained the impact world title against alex shelley and it was awesome uh there were other great matches on the card as well like jordan grace versus uh mia yim for the knockouts title Mike Bailey versus Jack Evans for the X Division Championship, which kicked off the pay-per-view, was great. Bandido versus Ray Hurris. A really, really good, solid show. Go and watch that. And while you're at it, try and catch up with GCW Homecoming. Another great pay-per-view. But as I said, let me know what you watched over the weekend and what you recommend. And you can do that by getting in touch on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. While you're at it, please subscribe, comment, and leave a review to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I will be back on Thursday, I believe, to discuss Monday Night Raw, NXT, and AEW Dynamite, and so much more. I'm sure there'll be more headlines being broken over the next few days. And until then, thank you for listening. I've been Adam Chalk, and I will see you next time.